the Ghost Goal Podcast. What a climax to the 2021-2022 Premier League season, as Liverpool had the title within their grasp, only to witness a frantic comeback by Manchester City with three goals in five and a half minutes to take the lead against Aston Villa and win the Premier League title for four out of the last five years. There was plenty of action up and down the Premier League table, not so much in the top four race as Tottenham and Arsenal both ran over their opponents to five goal wins. But the relegation battle gave us some real twists and turns as Leeds leapfrogged Burnley and secured their safety for another season. I'm Alex, here with Javier, and no surprises at all, it is the return of one of the OGs, Andrew Pissarro. Andrew, welcome back. We had to have you back for such a monumental week in Liverpool history. Yeah, big week, big week. Uh, Liverpool try to climb that stairway to seven and uh, make it a treble of, uh, uh, well, a treble, but a, a, what is it? A, a, it would a, be a, a treble, treble of cup competitions. Yeah, treble. I was, I was trying to think of the fancy word for, for cup competitions, but, uh, you know, it's a little late in the evening. Still a treble, up with yeah, big words. absolutely. You guys would one-up your own treble. Yeah, they would. They would. I mean, they they would absolutely one up. I mean, the 2001 treble is what Alex is referencing when they won what was the I think it was the UEFA Cup, which is now Europa League, League Cup yep. and FA Cup uh, in 2001 when Steven Gerrard was a wee lad on the uh, not not captain yet of Liverpool under. Um, oh, God, who was that? Gerard Houllier, I think. Thank you. Rest like- in peace. By the way, rest in peace. This, this for is sure. this is this is historic. I mean, this the fact that Liverpool got ninety two points and didn't win the league that there was a team better than them this season. Like, well, Liverpool I said should it, have won the quadruple this season. I said you know? it to like, someone. They should have. A, they're probably they're going to win the Champions League. I think. I think they'd have beat Real Madrid. We're going to get to that if you guys are uh, spoiler. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're obviously going to preview the Champions League this weekend. That's obviously a main reason why we have Andrew on uh, this week. Also, I do want to say. Thank you for jumping on for a full pod. I didn't want to put pressure on you, but it felt necessary the week, obviously, with the Premier League final day and then obviously the Champions League coming up this this weekend. But I want to give you a chance, Andrew. Go ahead and plug all your stuff. Whatever. Uh, well, Whatever. You, got, you got the Plus Money podcast, which I'm not exactly sure what we'll be doing for this summer, which is a 15-minute, usually bi-weekly gambling podcast. Um, we don't bet a lot of baseball, so I really don't know what we're going to do. I, I would really like to start getting more into MLS. If you know people who are betting on the MLS, feel free to send them, send their accounts my way so I can uh, kind of do some research. And, uh, but yeah, I, I plus money is it's 15 minutes. It's usually once or twice a week. Uh, it's usually four picks for me and, and whoever uh, is joining me on the pod that week, usually Ani, Sridhar. Uh, but at the plus money pod. And then, yeah, I do, uh, I do a music podcast when me and my friends can get together called, uh, brick house, which is B R I K H O U S E, uh, which is more of just like a bunch of college friends kind of getting together, talking about what we've been listening to and other random pop culture stuff that we, uh, like to laugh and make jokes about. So that's, uh, it's usually closer to an hour, uh, that, that used to follow a very strict once a week episode and, uh, once a week schedule, but then, you know, life for trying to get four people, it's tough enough to get as Alex can tell you, get two people together for a podcast. You make it four people um, with work schedules, with significant others, with, you know, trying to live your life, especially now that things have opened up significantly. And all of us bought, you know, a million concert tickets for 2022. And it's like, oh, shit, I have four concerts this week. 
so yeah, I'm working on all that. And then obviously, you know, just still working in radio and, uh, you know, NFL stuff. So it's a busy time always. Um, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm really bummed that we don't have a world cup summer because frankly, like, you know, my birthday usually falls right around when we have the World Cup final. And what a better way than to have your birthday as the best sports day in the year once every four years. Um, but I am kind of excited to have a little bit of a break and kind of an open summer to, you know, maybe take some trips or or relax a little. But I'm sure I'll find something to to wager on. Like right now, I have two parlays in on, on NBA props. So there's there's nice. always something cooking up in the in the oven. When do you guys think you're going to be uh, releasing your Champions League preview for uh, Plus Money this week? It's a great question. We usually tape Thursday nights, which means I'd have it out Friday. I'm trying to see if we can move up our taping time to to Wednesday night, but uh, I'll definitely have something, and I'll definitely be throwing out props on Twitter on Twitter as well at Intrapasaro at the Plus Money Pod. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another live at halftime on our plate. As uh, for those who tuned in last time, Alex hopped in there a little bit, and then. Well, he didn't hop in there, but was was asking us questions, and then uh, I actually nailed the I think zero zero is a decent shout at halftime. In that, yeah, uh, we, we know what to bet in future Chelsea Liverpool <laughs> yeah, finals seriously. going forward. Uh, I mean, they, they've drawn four straight times across across. They right. played they played four hundred and twenty minutes of professional soccer this year, and the only way we found winners and losers was to go to a penalty shootout. So. Uh, you can't really split it down the middle much better than that. Yeah, you guys definitely go check out the Plus Money Pod on Twitter and Instagram, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, because obviously they're putting up episodes uh, weekly, some uh, biweekly as well. Uh, but like Andrew mentioned, sometimes they're throwing up their bets uh, on social media during during the action. So definitely check that out. Uh, let's get started. We'll we'll get to obviously the Champions League closer to the end. Uh, Liverpool and Real Madrid in Paris, huge game, but uh, the Premier League season wrapped up, as I mentioned in the intro. What a day, lads. Can you remember, before we dive into like those two games, the Liverpool and City games, can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, has there been a final day as eventful throughout the 90 minutes in all 10 fixtures as this one since 2012? 2012 is the last time I can like remember being so engaged, like looking at all these different results, like what's happening no, was, up and down the table. Especially the the two nil Aston Villa going up, and then yeah, Liverpool. I mean even as early as three minutes in with Neto taking the lead against Liverpool, I'm sure I actually laughed out loud when that happened because no, like it I, was just it was like one of those. It's like I can't even get upset. Like this is fucking hilarious. Like uh, like objectively, no, I don't, I don't like, think this Liverpool so going behind. I mean, was that crazy? They're still at home. Like they were always going to come back in that game. I, I I always had faith for them. No, yeah, but like Wolves, Wolves, Wolves were trash. Also, man. Wolves weren't good. Look at Liverpool's home record and their shutout record at home. It's fucking astronomically high. Like they've they they. I mean, Allison and Ederson split the golden uh, golden glove this year, but you look at. Liverpool at home like that that's where they just shut they choke teams out like they take down possession and they they don't give away good good clean shots and it was a look this wasn't Liverpool's best 11 they're clearly saving guys for the weekend there was you know and it's and one thing that made clear to me is they have to sign a defensive midfielder this summer because Jordan Henderson just isn't is he he can fill in every now and then against you know a lesser opposition but Wolves are a top half team they like they're going to be able to get to you in that in that type of situation and I could feel throughout this game in the last few games that Fabinho's presence was really missed and I mean Thiago came off early uh, no Fabinho no Virgil van Dijk Mo Salah didn't start like this was not Liverpool's like you know 
the best. I mean, it's still a great team. They were better than Wolves. They got the win, but I'm not. I'm not complaining that. But uh, there's definitely holes to plug. There's definitely like positions that they can improve on. But as to what Alex said, I've never seen a better last day. The fact is, at you know, we looked at the other European leagues. France has been gone for a while. Germany's gone for a while. Real Madrid won La Liga like three or four weeks ago. The Premier League wasn't decided with 45 minutes of action left. Like, yeah, with like 10 minutes. I mean, that's ins- yeah, everything I mean, that was going on. I mean, at one point, was Burnley insane. was staying up. Leeds were going down. Like the only thing that wasn't exciting was the top four race. It was just that was just kind of boring. Like Spurs. Well, I mean, Tottenham were playing. Tottenham were playing relegated Norwich. Like, and and Everton. I I don't know. Even the Europa, the Europa League for 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 a while. West Ham were going to make it. United were losing against Crystal Palace, and then Brighton's you know turned it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's an incredible season all around. I mean, there were so many teams that uh, emphasized you know how good they're going to be next year. Teams like Newcastle who finished the, the season third best form in the league from when Eddie Howe came in in January. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. Like you, you thought Alex that Burnley at home would have enough to beat Newcastle still, you know, pretty easily handled this Burnley side. And just uh, the whole, the whole, I was watching the, 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 the coverage, the NBC coverage was awesome. How they had the, the, you know, every time there was a goal, they would take you to that game, but you know, and they were mostly focusing on either the Liverpool or the city game. So it was great For to just be reason. able to watch everything at the same time, basically. And, and I mean, great coverage from them. Great coverage from we had them. nine goals, nine goals in those two games. And, you know, a bunch of those goals coming like in the end in, in both games to, uh, I mean, obviously it, it ended as everything started, but the drama of it, I just wanted to make the point that I don't remember seeing anything like this or comparable to this since 2012. And it's obviously happened before that, but uh, uh, the Salah there, scoring nothing... the goal, and then he's so happy he thinks he's basically gonna like win the title for Liverpool, and then the people in the, the crowd are like telling him that the game is three two because everyone on the pitch thought it was two nil to Villa, and then it just that happens so quick, and you see the dejection in like all of the Liverpool players' faces because they're like, oh, it doesn't even matter if we win. Uh, it was it's just like it was it was unbelievable though. What a, it it wasn't it wasn't quite the Aguero moment. Because there was still like a while left for like the, the, the game to be played and, you know, but it was still an amazing last day. Yeah, unbelievable. Also, the, the timeline Great of, you know, how, how the scores played out did, wasn't as dramatic, obviously, as the Aguero ending to the season. You knew when City but, scored but when City, that they were going to win when the When game. City were down 2-0, Liverpool, they were still drawing uh, with mm-hmm. Wolves. I don't think you guys got the winner. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Andrew. Minute. 84th, 84th minute so and the city game was slightly behind that at that point i think they were already ahead like honestly they had gone ahead and i was like the worst part okay the worst part about it was i'm almost glad liverpool were never winning the game when city were like losing because it would have like it would have been so deflating of a day to be like we actually were there you know what I, like you know right. what i mean but like once once it was t- like once it was two one, I was like, all right, we're in trouble here. Then it's two two, and then boom, it's three two. I was like, okay, cool. I mean, it doesn't even matter now. But like, I, I mean, 
I was ha- I, I had money on on Liverpool to score two goal uh, to score more than two goals, and I had Liverpool to put three or four in and win the game. So like I was happy my bets hit, but like once I saw that third city goal going, it's like all right, this this doesn't matter anymore. Like what, what a substitution by Pep Guardiola bringing in Ilkay Gundogan. Multiple substitutions. The yeah. Zinchenko substitution as well was like inspired. He like absolutely ran Matty Cash like ragged and that whole right side of Villa's defense. Gundogan is obviously like the the uh, the headline substitution because he obviously scores the the first that like builds the momentum and finishes it off with the winner. Uh, Andrew, I know this might be a little difficult for you, but we're we're gonna we're gonna harp on and give Liverpool their credit, you know, in a bit here. Let's put into context like how good this Manchester City team is because I I, I feel like we're we're sometimes Javier and I specifically are sometimes guilty of not really giving City their flowers, not really. Paying them their due. Hold on, hold on. We, we I, kind of like gloss wait, over. Alex. Oh yeah, City won again no, 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 by no, no, no. four this goals. This isn't true because I've called I, City a dynasty. True, I've called City a dynasty, and until now, you have refused to say that, that they are. And I think they're a dynasty. Like they're going to be for the next four or five years. They're going to win more, probably three more Premier League titles. Like they're 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 Bayern Munich or Juventus or. You're yes. definitely on your way to a dynasty. So, yeah. I, but I'm not. I'm not talking about over the multiple years of this is this happening. I'm talking about this season. They've taken a lot of flack from. I can't remember who exactly it was, but after the Real Madrid loss, they took a lot of flack for being like mentally weak and you know falling apart once Real got into it. And you know, some City players have responded in kind, saying like, "Oh yeah, I guess was that mentally weak when we came back from two nil down." So I want to take at least some time for the you know again champions to give them their praise because. That was special. Like as you, they scored the first, you oh, were thinking, "Oh incredible. God, it's yeah. going to happen." The wave, you just the knew it. Wave, yeah, you absolutely knew it. You knew they were going to come back, and then once they went ahead, you knew they weren't going to give it up. They just controlled the game perfectly. There was zero chance. I've never seen City play a more shit houseery game than when they went up three two. Like I've never seen them waste time like that. I can't remember if it was earlier this season, but there was a game where they were winning at Old Trafford. It might have been last season, and they like went to the corner for the final like eight minutes of the game and just kicked the ball off of United's players like for throw-ins like multiple times. That was like that was up there. But I get what you mean. They're they're very good at that. But yeah, then Kevin De Bruyne also needs to take uh, take a bow because I know I know they were struggling, and those three goals in that five-minute span are going to erase all of the struggles of before that. But that ball he played to Gundogan at the back post for the Unbelievable. winner. Unbelievable. Just such an unreal I mean, ball. he makes it look normal because he's he's done far more difficult you know, uh, crosses than that in games. But just in that moment, to top off the the third goal, the winner, it's, it's very deserve, special. Deserve player of the year, you know. See, that's where the, I disagree. I disagree. And Andrew, I I'm going to hand the reins over to you on this. You can't take you it away. You can't give Kevin De Bruyne Player of the Year when Mo Salah beats him out for both goals and assists. I've never seen a player lead the Premier League in goals and assists. The only player I think who's capable of doing that was Terry Henry. Terry Henry hasn't played in the Premier League since what? To like, I like as a as an official Arsenal player since what? 2006. 2007, and then he, he came back. He came back right. and, and played a little bit, a little bit a for a couple months on loan to like right. continue his fitness so he could play soccer in New Jersey. But like, no, like most of, okay, most of law 
I'm not going to say fell off a cliff, but there's 100% recency bias here. Mosala was not at his best form the last six weeks of the season. No one can debate that. Kevin De Bruyne ascended where Mosala came out hot for like 80% of the season. And Kevin De Bruyne really ascended into being like at the peak of his powers because on his day, he's the best midfielder in the world. I think like, like I love watching Kevin De Bruyne play football. I fucking hate that he plays for city. It's just the way it is. But he definitely had a turnaround at a certain point in the second point in the second half of the season, especially. And he stepped up big time when Manchester city's had a, an injury crisis, almost he's comparable such a to big Liverpool's game player. Last he's year. unbelievable. He's just as big of a big game player as Salah. And I yeah. think he also offers you a lot more, at least defensively, his pressing, the, the, the amount of too, chance creations. Like, like, he creates way more chances than Mohamed Salah does. Like, Salah shoots really well, scores a lot of goals, and he does get assists because he has players like Luis Diaz and Mane who are unbelievably fast and have good finishing, and he can just, you know, dink balls into them. But the way Manchester City play and the way how important Kevin De Bruyne is to that team, he just makes that entire team play at a whole nother level. And I think his effect on the entire team is, is it, like, it, it's, it goes beyond just goals and assists. His leadership yeah, on the absolutely. pitch, too. I have, he, I have he's sat the one, here on when that they side went of down the many times. Hold on. When they went down 2-0, in that, in that game, he's the only player. Like A bunch of these City players are like, putting their heads down and shit. He's going up to everyone, like telling them, like, we got this. We're going to fuck them up. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? And then he's the... He was the... He was the one... Uh, with like Ilkay Gundogan and, and Zinchenko, like you said, but it, uh, he was one of the main main catalysts of, of that comeback. So, and he but always, that's he, but he, that's he, a he, that's a one particular game. No, this is not a, just a, that this game. is an award it's over been all season in all games. of the big games, you know. And, and I like, think I think because both of you guys drew right, and in those games, but I mean, both of those players. Do you remember De Bruyne in the first game? He absolutely tore you guys to shreds. Yeah, so did Salah. Like, so did Salah. Scored the goal of the season. Right. In that okay, yeah, that and was like, an unbelievable also, game. Also, that was I do want to throw. I do want to throw uh, one quick thing. Mo Salah left the Premier League for what? He missed three games because of uh, because of African Cup of Nations. Still led the, the country in goals and assists. Fine, he tied with Son, and yeah, maybe he had he had more penalty kick goals than Son. Just want to say, twenty three goals, very low total for winning a Golden Boot. It is. It is. It's I not mean, that big of a, of a Salah, deal winning Mane, Mane and Aubameyang share the golden boot with like with, 19 goals it was 20, a couple I years think. ago. I want to say it was 20. It was 20 when 20. Salah won his second. They, they should give those back. That's shameful. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. If you look at other leagues, there's a, the golden boots usually won by 30. And, 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 and Salah's best season, the one where he won player of the year, yeah, he, he scored 30, what, 31 goals that season? Like... That's no, it was, it was way more, more way more goals. Like I'm like I'm not saying Salah wasn't brilliant this season, but like you said, he missed he missed a month of the season. He fell off in the second half. I think that's enough weeks that he wasn't there to have an argument as to why he didn't win player of the season. And you know I've, I've, uh, I've got Salah's match log pulled up right here. Yes, he had let's see. Let me just he count 32 it out real and quick. 36 his first year in the Premier League. That was the year he scored 44 goals in all competitions, but he broke the record for most goals in a Premier League season with 32. Okay, so he's had six goals since he came back from the African Cup of Nations, and he's had four assists. Uh, only 
two of those uh, or four of those goals were scored in two games. So he had braces in, you know, two games. I, I just think it's the recency bias point from Andrew that I think is the decider for me. Like, yes, it's important to show up in like the crunch fixtures at the end of the season. But even when Salah's not scoring or assisting, he's still an absolute threat. And I don't think just like with De Bruyne, if he's not scoring or assisting, he's, you're right, Javier. He is still hugely influential to City's team. My hot take is I don't even think Kevin De Bruyne is Manchester City's player of the season. I think it's Bernardo Silva. And it, it, it and it lends itself more to that point of it's not about the goals and assists. It's about the overall influence on the game, allowing the team as a whole to function like and excel with their press. Bernardo Silva and Rodri are two of the players that no one will you know remember from this season outside of Manchester City fans, of course. But I think they'd have, they've had as big of an impact on the season, if not more, than Kevin De Bruyne. So, I mean, wild is, Kevin De Bruyne uh, just Bernardo has... Silva almost left in the summer for Barcelona. Like, right. he was almost right. on his way out. Like, we, we thought he was done. And I thought they were crazy then when those rumors came out. So I'm, I'm happy for Bernardo Silva that he's, you know, worked his way back into uh, Pep's good books. Um, but that's, that's probably about enough on uh, at least the title. So... I do want to just make one quick point. I want to make one quick point. If there were two more weeks of the Premier League, Liverpool win the league. We didn't lose the league. We just ran out of time. Like that injury crisis that Manchester City was dealing with on that back line, I do not think they were going to be able to sustain for a couple more weeks. You really think that they're going to be able to trot out 36, 37-year-old Fernandinho at center back with the Premier League for two more weeks without dropping points in at least one more game? Yeah, but challenging the format of the league is not really. Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm, it's not I'm really not, a viable argument. I, I, I'm <laughs> that, look, I'm just saying that, like, if Manchester City get as injured as they do two weeks ahead of where they do, Liverpool win the league. Look, here's where I'll meet you halfway. Did you see before the final weekend kicked off, there was that crazy scenario that was being put out that if Manchester City lost six nil at yep. home to Aston Villa and Liverpool and Wolves drew five five, then the league would be decided on a playoff. Yep. Between We'd City pipe and Liverpool, the shit out of them right now. If, if that, that would have happened, then yeah, you guys would have beaten them and won the league. But weeks you know, that- ago, weeks ago, I wanted Real Madrid in the Champions League final because I didn't want to deal with a Manchester Man City Liverpool final just because the the fucking anxiety of that game would be too much now i'm like well i was well i was wrong like uh, liverpool would wax this team right now with with fernandinho and and uh, in their back line and whoever's playing left back uh whether it's cancelo and they, they throw laporte on the right like this team's just really banged up and not and like i'm not saying liverpool aren't walking into the champions league final that i'm i'm not worried about injuries at all but Let's just say this Manchester City team, the ending of the year came at perfect timing for them. Sure. Let's uh, let's hit on. I mean, we don't need to. We can just re-mention that Tottenham sealed top four with a 5-0 win against Norwich. Uh, Arsenal beat Everton 5-1, but fell a point short of top four. Javier and I will probably get to the overall outlook of that. Uh, I'm guessing next week when we do some sort of uh, season wrap up. We don't have to talk about that now. But we do have to talk about the relegation battle real quick because uh, Burnley started the day safe. Uh, They lost 2-1 to Newcastle and uh, Leeds won 2-1 at Brentford to leapfrog Burnley and send them back down after Burnley had spent six seasons in the Premier League. So uh, as much as I hate to see it, and I'm fucking... Andrew, I don't know how much of the pod you've been listening to this season, but I have been like purposefully ignoring Leeds because last season I picked them to go down 
and I hounded them at every on every episode. You, you were you're still on most of the time for that. And they stayed up and they played really well. And I'd left them alone and didn't mention them all of this season. And they had one of the worst seasons they could have had. And still somehow they stayed up right after I I basically called the fat yeah, lady. Jesse Marsh sing. God. Ugh. I'm really curious I, I to know see what Leeds looks like next year because I think none Calvin... of this has anything to do with Jesse Marsh. I just want to yeah. say that I have no ill will towards him. I've talked positively about him on this before, but I'm still pissed. The Leeds are staying up. I've been, um, I'm happy to see Burnley go down because fuck I'm so Turf happy War, to see fuck going go to the north, fuck going to that rainy piece of shit. Nothing, you know, I'm sure it's a nice little town over there, but. I don't want to no, go. I'm not. sure it's not. I'm sure it's Burnley not. is a miserable. I'd rather place stay in London and play against Leeds, who are there in, in you know a train ride away. <laughs> Javier really showing off his geography. Geography uh, God. Javier, Leeds where do you like, think Leeds is? Leeds is like 30 miles uh, east of Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's short train ride. That's what I said. Well, to be fair, when you live in America, every train ride in England is a short train ride. It <laughs> checks out. Uh, yeah, sorry, that really got me. <laughs> but I, I, I meant to... I, the timing's gone. I was going to queue up the uh, the Inbetweeners clip of fuck Burnley. No, Burnley just put it, put it in there. Put it in there. Yeah, I'll throw Burnley. it in there anyway. To hell um, with it. I, I'm really For the curious. last time, hopefully, in a long time. Yes. We never have to deal with Burnley again. Well, well, the way their ownership is running things, Burnley will be lucky to be a club in two years. Um, I'm really curious to see what happens to, to Leeds because I think Rafinha, Calvin Phillips are going to leave. They clearly need a striker. Um, and they're going to spend apparently £28 million on uh, uh, American Brendan Aronson, who's a good young player, but uh, that's he's coming from the same club that Erling Holland came from prior to Dortmund that they only sold him for for. 20 million and that would mean it was a buyout clause but i'm sorry brendan aronson is nowhere close to being a 28 million pound player i have no idea why you'd want to spend that much money on him just yet um really yeah, he's a good player million does he's he's young enough he doesn't he doesn't seem like too much you know young players that age with as much potential are going for as much if not more i, I, don't, I don't mind that they just need a lot of signings and they yes. need players that can actually stay healthy for the majority of the season for for Burnley. Do you guys think if Sean Dyche stays, they, uh, they would have stayed up. I don't know. They had a pretty hard dead manager bounce, dead cat bounce once he got sacked. Yeah. I mean, I think I've, they were I, in free fall. I'm not going to say it's his fault, but yeah, it's interesting to see if Dyche gets back on a, a Premier League team, maybe one of these teams <laughs> coming up. It's a really hard one, Javier. I, weirdly, the other day I was listening back to some of our season preview. I think pods, you would have figured including it out. The, uh, really? Okay. Well, we, I was listening back to our season preview pods, and on the relegation battle one, uh, <laughs> I didn't write this word for word, but uh, I had here in my notes when listening to it that Javier, both you and I said Burnley would not get relegated as long as they had Sean Dyche. And I guess what? We were right. They we fired right. him and they got when relegated. They were, when they got rid of him. <laughs> but to be they, fair, he did down. contribute a lot to that. They didn't get their first win until like January or something. So, But he's done that shit before and then rattles off five wins and then suddenly they're safe. So, you know, that, that was something Sondage had in him. And I think that they uh, messed up getting rid of him. 
Yeah, that, 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 that plays later, into what Andrew was mentioning about the uh, the new owners. They took out loans that like now all of a sudden are expected to be paid back, uh, like a sixty million loan they have to pay back this summer. Uh, they took those loans out to get players like Cornet and uh, and Veghorst, and it ultimately hasn't worked for them. And that that Sean Dyche like firing was kind of a hail mary uh, by them to change something and change their fortune, but. They've just fallen short. So bye-bye, Burnley, and another year of Leeds. Blech. You had one job, Brentford. You had one job. Let's move on to what everyone's here for, what we're all here for. The big occasion this weekend, Saturday, 3 p.m., Liverpool versus Real Madrid. I don't know if it's officially the winningest duo of teams in Europe that we could have had. It's I not. can't remember if Liverpool Milan. have more than AC Milan. Yeah. They have seven. We're on six. Okay. Well, it's close. And in terms of Champions League success, recent Champions League success, these two were the gold standard. So my mouth was watering from the moment the final whistle went in, for, in the semifinals for both these because... The narrative behind, you know, Liverpool, I, I would assume, I haven't looked at the, the odds. I'm sure, Andrew, you can enlighten us on this, but I'm, I'm sure that Liverpool are favored in this game. Yeah, uh, I saw them plus 105 in regulation okay. um, the other day. Um, I'm, lo- I'm pulling up, up, up odds right now, but... Um, but that I, hasn't seemed to mattered for Real Madrid throughout this Champions League run. It, it hasn't not. mattered one bit. I can tell you from personal experience, you can you know you can have all the momentum behind you beating Real Madrid in their own stadium. It does not matter. They've come back against Paris Saint Germain, uh, a, a two goal deficit. They came back. Uh, well, they were ahead against Chelsea, fell behind after performing terribly in the second leg, and then getting a second wind and. Uh, scoring two to go through and then somehow pulled it off again against Manchester City behind by a two-goal margin. Andrew, I'm sure you're going to be picking Liverpool to win this, but tell me why I shouldn't pick Real Madrid as the team of destiny. I think revenge. (laughs) This is the best way I can put it. Last time I checked, Sergio Ramos plays for PSG. Uh, Yeah, Sergio Ramos plays for PSG, but the game was against Real Madrid. Uh, There's still plenty of players on that team for Real Madrid that beat this Liverpool team. And I think, too, if you look at this, this is a Liverpool lineup that I would say, I mean, a majority, uh, you're going to have, let's see, Salah, Mane, Van Dijk, Robertson, Trent. Trent playing? Yeah, yeah, at least five players, at least five players. You know, Henderson, maybe if he gets the start. Um, he might not. If if Tiago and Fabinho are healthy, it's going to be. I think it's going to be Keita, uh, Tiago, Fabinho. Um, I That's don't shocking know. to me. I don't know. Honestly, Tiago. I, I know. What you, I know what you're saying about Henderson is you know not exactly at the same level as we're used to, but he is the captain. Keita's like, had some really really nice Champions League performances this season. Like. You go back and you look, and I don't. I understand that it's it's only against Villarreal, and and there, I think there was a couple games against Atleti that he looked like that player that they threw all that money down for three years ago. Like right now, I'm absolutely uh, extending uh, Naby Keita two years with Liverpool. I, I'm yes, am I concerned a little bit about mm. about fitness? Sure. Am I going to bring in another midfielder, even though Curtis Jones is showing at times uh, that he has Premier League quality? Uh, yeah, but I, I think I think you right guys now, just signed Carvalho as well, and he's going to be Harvey a, Elliott's back. He's so. going to be a forward. He's going to be a forward. 
Elliot, I think, can play in that similar role, but um, I'm cure. I'm they didn't use Harvey as much once he came back from that dislocated ankle. Now that is going to be before the ankle. He was. It was actually a really interesting like wrinkle that Klopp was playing with, like Harvey Elliott as like the right attacking midfield mm-hmm. and Salah outside with those two interchanging. Oh, I know that has that has no bearing on this Champions League final. Not I'm just, at all. Just um, setting up that yeah, there there is like a path forward or like something different for Liverpool in their future. But look, you look at that team, and yeah, that 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 final was marred by most law going off early with the shoulder injury, which definitely affected his 2018 world cup. And then you also had the carriest factor and the fact that they gave in two soft goals. Right. Like, I think this is a, as a team, this is, and they lost to Real Madrid in the champions league the season after they won the champions league last year when they were so injured, when, when, uh, when everybody, everybody got hurt. But I think if you look at this Liverpool team, that's got the experience. I think we've got a better defense. It's going to come down to, I think it's really going to come down to defenses. Both teams are going to have their opportunities. Real Madrid might control the midfield. I'm okay, like, that's fine. We can play any, we can play with anyone on the counter. And frankly, I'm not scared of anyone in, on Real Madrid's back line. I mean, Thibaut Courtois aside, that back four is a very suspect back four. You can't like, yes, they won La Liga, uh, but Barcelona didn't really find their legs until the second half of the season. I just, I, I, David Alaba, Melito, Nacho. Okay, fine. Ferland Mendy's an oak, like an up and coming left back. I don't think he's the guy yet. And then fine. Danny Carvajal. You know what? I, I'll give him his due. He's a, he's a very solid right back, but I think the set pieces are going to be a huge asset for Liverpool. Uh, I saw this somewhere else. Uh, Kyle Bond wrote about it for sporting news. Uh, Ibrahim Kanate plus 1200 to, to score a goal. I think it's yeah. decent value if he starts. Um, but I, I, I want whatever, whatever he's having pre-match for Champions League games this season. Because, yeah. I mean, not that he's been bad in the Premier League, but there's just a different monster comes out of him when he's been playing. He's in been Champions excellent. League. And he's he's a baby. He's like, what, 22, 23, something like that. Like, I, I'm so happy with the way he came in this year. Because you almost forgot that Liverpool signed him. He's only twenty three. He'll be twenty. He'll be twenty four tomorrow. Actually. Um, ah. By the way, uh, weird aside, but you know, since you brought up birthdays tomorrow, shout out to Javier. I mean, it's uh, we're an hour away from your birthday, but by the time this comes out, you'll have had your thirtieth. So uh, yeah, happy birthday, Javier, and happy thank birthday, Ibrahima Konate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think revenge. I think Mosala will be. Um, I think Mosala will be very on on his shit. But uh, the other, you know the other player that I want to bring up, Sadio Mane wins finals. Guys, he's won three. He's won three titles this year, and they beat Egypt in the head to head in the World Cup uh, qualifiers. With shout out the lasers, by the way, um, A- Andrew, 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 you're you're giving all these reasons, but let's let's be honest here. Liverpool are a much better team than Real Madrid. I don't know. I'm not saying just much listen, better. Just listen. Just I'm listen. not going to say much better. Listen to, I'm not going to disrespect Luka Modric. I'm not going to disrespect Benzema. I'm not going to disrespect Benzema. Andrew, let Javier go on this yeah, one. I want to hear go, this. Please. The, the, you guys are going to destroy them because the previous two teams that have played against this Real Madrid team should have just absolutely piped Real Madrid 
with like six, seven goals. Chelsea should have destroyed Real Madrid. Alex knows how many chances you guys missed in both of those legs. I think Liverpool have so many lethal finishers. Diego Yota, we haven't even talked about him. Luis Diaz. I mean, you were talking about Mane and Salah, but there's so many weapons that are going to be presented in this final that Real Madrid are going to be... Dis- like They don't have the defensive capabilities in that squad to play against this Liverpool team. They, they got lucky in those other games. They were able to get amazing performances from Courtois, crazy goals from Benzema, you know, amazing assists from Modric, all these moments to get to this final, and they're just going to get, they're going to get the floor wipe with them in the final. I think, I think Liverpool are going to beat them like 3-1 or even maybe even 4-1. I have 3-2. I have 3-2 yeah, because they score I, on you twice. I don't think they score on you twice. They, you think, might even beat them 3-0. You know what? I'm going to say 3-0 Liverpool. I think you just destroy Real Madrid. I've, I've Liverpool up one nothing at halftime, and then Liverpool race out to a three 0 lead, and then uh, they they pull two back. But Liverpool Alex, you on. know you know that if Real Madrid, if you guys if Chelsea had scored the chances that they had in the first half, you guys could have just killed the tie off. Like T- Werner missed like three or four chances during the tie. There there were so many Lukaku miss. There were so many misses that were huge in those in those games that you guys could have just destroyed Real Madrid and your your players just failed to perform. Liverpool's players haven't failed to perform this season, so I think I think yeah I think they, they, you can they, be partially correct on this because I do think Liverpool, you know, will wipe the floor with Real Madrid. But just like has happened so many times in this Champions League run, Real Madrid are just going to come back and they're going to have their version of Istanbul. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the same degree. There's not going to be any 3-0 and like three goals in quick succession like that. I think it'll be a slow burn. But I think Liverpool go up 2-0, Real Madrid storm back, uh, tie it 2-2. And where Real Madrid have separated themselves this season, especially in the Champions League, has been with their substitutions. I've been calling for Carlo Ancelotti when we've done, you know, previews or reactions to these games over and over again. I've called on Carlo Ancelotti, like, why are you starting Tony Cruz? Bring in your best young, energetic midfielder, Eduardo Camavinga. And players like that and... He is so fun to watch. Yeah, that players like him and Asensio have come into games and, you know, just turned the tide of the games against teams as good as Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea, PSG. Liverpool had the toughest group in the Champions League and they were very impressive winning like all of those games uh, and qualifying because, you know, AC Milan, Atletico Madrid and Porto, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were the three. That's a very tough group and Liverpool wiped the floor with it. But this run in the knockout stage that doesn't hold a candle to Real Madrid's like Inter. Okay. Good Italian team, but you know, clearly a level below Liverpool. Uh, Benfica wiped the floor with them. Basically little scare in the second leg Villarreal little scare, but eventually they wiped the floor with them. Also the final factor I'll bring just to, you know, sum up that point about Real Madrid pulling away later on. Liverpool have played next to Chelsea like more games than anyone else in yeah, Europe. Yeah, this is game 63 They've, for Liverpool this season. Right. Was, the only reason I think we're up there with you is because of the Club World Cup and mm-hmm. the Super Cup and stuff like that. We didn't go as far in Champions League, obviously, but it's it's a brutal slog for Liverpool. And as much as you want to hype up Sadio Mane, he was awful in that FA Cup final. 
he was a ghost. Pretty good on Saturday. Pretty good on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, 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 I think you guys will have a good start. And you know, like we've seen so many times with Real Madrid, they'll come back, and I think they win it three two in extra time. Um, I, I do. You think Real Madrid win in extra time? Real Madrid three two in extra wow. time. I do want to. I do want to say wow. there was uh, Karim Benzema. We haven't even mentioned Karim Benzema. There, yeah, there was. But, I, I brought him up, but. Uh, there was a meme. I think, right Alice, after, I think Allison's probably the best goalkeeper in the world, though. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I mean, Van Dyke's was rested for this game. Konate's in unbelievable. Well, Van Dyke form. came off injured the, the in entire, the FA Cup. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. That, that's so that's why I cashed out. That's why I final. cashed out that future in extra time of the FA Cup. I, like with with Fabinho not well, with Fabinho getting hurt, with Mosalah coming off injured, and Virgil Van Dyke getting injured. On the FA Cup Saturday, I was like, I I had uh, one and a half units to win 9.7 units, and they were offering me 5.4 units to cash out, and I cashed out on my Liverpool plus 550. This that's the that is the spine of the Liverpool team that was coming off in the FA Cup. I was like, it, I'm taking money right now. Sure, I'll reinvest. I'll put money down on on the on the games up. You know, I'll put money on the on the Champions League final. But uh, I do want to bring up, there was a meme that got popularized right around with, when the Nationals won the 2019 World Series. It's like, the Houston Astros have this, they have this, they have this. The Washington Nationals, uh, two Dominican Republican, uh, two guys from the Dominican Republic. And it was Juan Soto and um, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. But that, like, you can't tell me that's not Real Madrid with Vinicius and Rodrigo. It's just like, oh, yeah, let's just bring on our 21-year-old young Brazilian speedsters on the wings. And we're just going to beat you. Like, like, as Vinicius has been wonderful, but Rodrigo provided two of the assists on those late goals. And there, what is it, the Man City, the Man City matchup? Like, he scored. He scored. He scored one of them and assisted them. the other. And it's just like, this, by my guy came on five minutes ago and just, like, by the way, good shout out, Alex. Rodri's been unreal this season. He's also scored some really key goals, scored a goal why, in the comeback. Why are you going back? Why are you going back to Man City? Shout out the handball. No, I'm just, just, <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> Shout out! Shout I'll, out the I'll handball splice this out and I'll move it back to when we were talking about it th- twenty minutes ago. No, I won't. So, because I, f- I I forget, maybe the listeners will too. Give us your your score predictions, all three of us once again. Go for it. Three two Liverpool. Regulation. I'm going to say three one Liverpool. I'll go through. I'll stick with three two Real Madrid. Collectively, we love the over, which is clocking in right now at. Over three and a half is clocking Liverpool in at score plus like, 180. Could, I think Liverpool could embarrass Real Madrid in this they, they definitely could. I am not disregarding that this would be an upset. Where as I, weird where as I it don't is ever think Real Madrid that it's even possible Real Madrid are for, plus the, for the opposite to happen. The Real Madrid are plus 235 on the money line right now. Like Everyone and their mother thinks that Real Madrid are the underdogs. Um, I yeah. think the only people who think that Real Madrid are the favorites are Jurgen Klopp and, and Liverpool. I think, I think in general, everyone is... is said that this is Liverpool's title to lose. Um, although the injuries scare the shit out of me. Not having Fabinho, not having Thiago would be massive. Well, the, the one thing we all agree on is that it's going to be a hell of a game, you know, with scorelines like that. Uh, and yeah, you're right. We're all take, we would all take the over uh, for this game. It's going to be a hell of a final. Can't wait for it to now end nil-nil and go to penalties. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, don't wish <laughs> that, Alex, on it. Really ruin our Memorial Day weekend. I was uh, just I was just canceling the jinx, Javier. You know, we were all jinxing it very heavily, and now fair. I just mentioned nil nil, and it can't happen. It can't happen. All right, let's wrap things up there. Uh, well, I'll quickly mention we're not going to preview it, but there is uh, if you want to continue your football watching. Uh, into Sunday, the Premier League's final place for next season will be decided on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. at Wembley as Huddersfield and Nottingham Forest are going to face off in the championship playoff final. Uh, not quite as big of an occasion as the uh, Champions League final, but it has uh, just as big of implications uh, for both clubs. So check that one out if you can on Sunday. Andrew, I want to thank you again for jumping on the full pod. Really do appreciate it. Uh, I wish you as much luck for this weekend as a Chelsea fan possibly could. But, uh, you know, you know that you, I'll be I mean, rooting for you, Real Madrid. You should want us to win because it further cements that it no. will be three straight uh, Premier League uh, Champions League uh, victories. No, no one. No I, one. Want Eden, I want Eden Hazard to get his Champions League winner's medal. Or, but that uh, means that Thibaut Courtois has to get his That's Champions okay. League winner. That's okay. We, we used to call him a snake. We've moved on. We're not about the, this toxicity anymore. We're all about positivity at Chelsea. You really, want, you really want Antonio Rudiger to end up with the Champions of Europe, though? I mean, he's going regardless. Nothing we can do about it. So good luck to him as well, <laughs> unless it's against us. Once again, you can follow Andrew on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Bissaro, at the Plus Money Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you're about that music and vibes life, at Brickhouse Pod. No C in that one. B-R-I-K-H-O-U-S-E. Don't ask me why. Heard it from him. I'll thank you, Javier. Uh, And again, happy birthday. Hope you have a a great 30th. Enjoy it. No, thank you, Alex. You were uh, were great this pod. I like your hosting. It was very on point. Thanks, man. I do try my best. I like uh, your intro. If you want to, if you want to follow intro. Javier at JavierRev9 on Twitter, and for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at asmos92, and the podcast socials, as always, at GhostGoldPod. Enjoy the games this weekend, guys. Until next time, see ya.